Hello there, my name is Britt Lee. Welcome to the Goddess Nurturer Show. Welcome back if you are part of the loyal fam. You know, I love you, I miss you. I know, I'm a little off and on these days. Got a lot in the works. Got some amazing interviews coming up for you guys. So we're getting there, <laughs> we're getting uh, to a consistent basis. But today we are talking about what exactly hypnotherapy is, what is hypnosis, what is hypnotherapy, and why is it so powerful in helping people, you, me, us, to transform our lives quickly. This is not opinion. This is based on like studies and also my personal experiences with clients and students. 99% of my clients come to me are drawn to me usually on social media a lot on instagram facebook after working with counselors and therapists you know doing traditional talk therapy counseling uh and the same 99 percent of women who work with me the, that one percent has never tried anything they are just interested in hypnosis and feel more vibe towards that, um, feel like they wouldn't really do counseling well for whatever reason, okay? But the 99% of those who do come to me after working with a therapist or a counselor in that traditional setting report better results in a few weeks, three weeks on average, three weeks of sessions. And mind you, these are only happening still just like with a traditional therapist or counselor once a week usually maybe with a couple of check-ins between, but on average, once a week for three weeks. So we're talking about like three sessions, okay? Better results in those three sessions than they've gotten in anywhere from two to 16 years of therapy. Y'all heard that right. Two to 16 years of therapy. <laughs> yes, people have been in therapy for actually one student I was working with was in therapy for 21 years. So, yes, it's crazy. I personally don't feel as though that should be a thing, but hey, you know, that's not, that's a topic for a different day. How the heck is this possible? Well, it's all about tools. Tools are very important for change, y'all. And the tool we're talking about here specifically today, and this is what I do, is hypnosis and hypnotherapy. One of the most powerful tools that we can use in transforming our habits, our mindsets, our behaviors moving forward, really becoming the people that we want to become. So take a moment to travel back in time with me, way, way back in time. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a session right now. Let's go way, way back, way back, becoming smaller, shorter, younger <laughs> we're not going to do that right now though all right let's go back to when you were just a little girl or boy what are some of your favorite or most profound memories of childhood personally when i reflect on mine the first images that come to mind are those when i was playing barbies with my cousin my first cousin my first friend she know who she is um in North Carolina playing Barbies at Christmas time um, 
or fighting with our imaginary boyfriends when we were like nine years old and we have no idea what relationships were but <laughs> this is the thing and why were we fighting with our boyfriends because we already knew that's what was going to come up right because of tv and disney movies and the fairy tale seed being implanted in our heads since we were just really young babies for most of us right i also think back to watching my favorite disney movies like pocahontas aladdin the lion king matilda over and over again still totally mesmerized every time something about those movies it just you know it sucks us in they make us feel good right i remember playing house fantasizing about being a busy career woman okay when i was playing barbie dolls we weren't just well sometimes we were like you know just taking care of babies can you believe this is another thing we're not about to talk about but how kids are programmed from a very young age, women are programmed from a very young age to have that mindset of caregiver, caretaker, put other people's needs before their own, take care of babies. What are little kids doing getting babies to take care of when they're like 10 years old? I don't know. I'm... Yes, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> but outside of that, I was fantasizing about being a career woman, right? being busy, working, making money, um, talking to people every day, learning their stories, helping them somehow. This is a fantasy that I always had. I'm not sure that every child, just like I wasn't fantasizing really about getting married. Well, a lot of people were. I was fantasizing about being like a journalist, traveling the world, learning people's stories, seeing all these different cultures, immersing myself within them. I did imagine falling in love. Uh, I wanted that to be my travel partner, okay? Um, I remember chasing the ice cream trucks, going to the corner store, to the neighborhood pool with my god siblings in D.C., um, dreaming about what we wanted to be when we grew up, watching wrestling. That was really big for us back in the day, and now we know that that's all imaginary as well. What are some of your best childhood memories? Think about your top three or five, and you might notice a pattern. And what is that pattern? That they too involve times where you felt free to dream and to engage with your imaginary, your imagination, or yeah, some imaginary friends, whatever, but some part of your imagination freely, consistently live there, really, as kids, we had it all figured out. We had the magic cheat code. We knew, whether we knew what we knew, we knew the importance and power of the imagination. Kids get it. Today, kids get it. Adults are the ones who need convincing because we are jaded. We're jaded by experience and disappointment and responsibilities that kids don't have yet. However, who said you can't have a powerful imagination that works for you instead of against you, regardless of your age, whether you're 10 or 99 years old? Who said that you can't have an imagination that works with you, works for you? Instead of against you, you still have an imagination, no matter how old you are, no matter how mature you are, how grown you are, how many bills you've got, you have an imagination. 
It's about how you are using it. So think about that for a second. How are you used to using your imagination at this stage of your life? Every level up of your life thus far has started as a seed planted in the imagination. You say that you want something. You see it playing out like a movie in your mind's eye before you experience it. As they say, if you can dream it, you can achieve it, right? I saw myself going to a boarding school and leaving D.C. by 14. Most people don't see themselves leaving home until at least 18. I mean, come on. I was like, no, I'm going to leave early. And I did, even though people said I couldn't. I did. After my friends and I became obsessed with that movie, um, Stomp the Yard. Y'all remember that movie, Stomp the Yard? (laughs) With Columbus Short and um, Brian White and some other people in there. Fine, y'all. Oh, my Lord. Anyway, (laughs) let's stay focused. I remember this coming out in high school. I don't remember what grade I was in, but me and my friends went to see this movie. No lie, y'all, at least five times. We went to see this movie at least five times. But give us a break. We were adolescent girls at a school with no boys. So that was really all of our action, okay? Like that and every now and then we got to have these little mixers, parties and get our grind on, you know, get our little our little flex on, do something with our hair, which we never did. Maybe put on a little makeup or something. It was very, very rare that we got to commune with the opposite sex. So yes, we got a little something, a little sauce from the Stop the Yard movie that we saw way too much. But it really put this thing in my mind when I was, and I was like, hey, I want to do that Atlanta thing. Something about going to school in the South in Atlanta. It really like got me excited. I wanted to experience that. And so I did. I came down. Atlanta's been my home for years now. And when I got pregnant at 18, I saw myself graduating with my class one time still. I imagine getting accepted into a law school in California. I obsessed over leaving my nine to five in my twenties and becoming successful in my God-given gift as a healer, all of which happened. Now I know what you're thinking. Aren't we just talking about manifesting right now? You're just talking about you manifested all these things. Yes and no. The act of manifesting is bringing your dreams and desires into reality by regularly thinking about them and more importantly attaching positive strong feelings to what it is that you want the emotion that you pour into your thoughts is the energy bringing them to life positive emotion poured into positive desires brings about those positive changes while positive desires that are fueled with negative emotion or belief will lead to undesired results and this is the part of manifesting that most people struggle with and this is where hypnosis kind of comes in hypnosis and hypnotherapy provide a solution for this pretty quickly if done right the thing is we can think about something all we want we can say all the affirmative mantras we can play it over and over again in our in our minds not again, again, in our minds. But if our subconscious mind, where all of our long-standing 
firm beliefs and values live. They have been programmed there since we were three years old, you know. This is that that internal programming system, the computer that has been set up with code. Do you know how to work code? I don't know how to use code. I know a lot of people do out here these days. That is not my strong suit, but that's how you can think about it, okay? That is your subconscious mind. So if the subconscious mind where all that programming lives is dead set against those mantras because it sees no evidence to go off of that they are true, we will experience inner resistance and division, which will then create negative emotions. Emotions like frustration, despair, anxiety, hopelessness, and thus, because those are the significant emotions we're experiencing, we are gonna create undesirable results. Most people vastly underestimate the power of an open mind and a wild imagination in their healing and expansion, elevation, abundance journey to their own detriment. For the change you want to stand a chance, your conscious and subconscious mind need to they need to hold hands, okay? They need to be in agreement and alignment on the same page in a healthy relationship. They need to do these things so that a supportive environment can exist for change to occur. When you're conscious and subconscious, they don't get along. They fight all the time. They're not in alignment. You begin to experience, hmm, that division that we just talked about, okay? When they are not in alignment. When they are in alignment, you begin to experience ah, peace, feeling, feeling like you are in a good relationship with yourself and your desires. You begin to experience the positive emotions that you need to fuel your goals. Hypnosis or a hypnotherapy effectively use your imagination. The same one that you use all the time, except for now we're using it strategically. We're using your imagination to trigger the subconscious belief so that your inner computer, that system, can get on your team and stop sabotaging you like they the op. Okay, that's all I need you to look at it. There, your subconscious mind is like a stubborn little brat of a child that just wants its way because that's how they're used to having it. That doesn't mean that their way, a child, shoot, they might want to take all the candy out the candy section. When you're at the grocery store, my mother's told me this story about me so many times when I was a kid, how I like basically would go and take this chocolate and <laughs> try to get away with it. And the thing would start going off in the store. Um, yeah, that's your subconscious mind. They want what they want. They can take five bars of chocolate, 10 bags of Skittles, whatever, and be so hell-bent on eating all that candy until they get sick. Not because that's what's good for them, obviously it's not, but because that is what it just wants. Shoot, some of you, that's what they're used to. Some people have some horrible eating habits and it's hard to get out of that stance. 
So the inner programmer or programming system that you have might be acting like your op. They're not on your team. That feels awful. That's like having a spouse that you feel is an op. That's supposed to be your partner, your teammate, the person that you can rely on the most. If they're always sabotaging your success, are you going to feel like you're in a happy, healthy relationship? No, you're not. Of course not. So if your subconscious mind is sabotaging you every time you try to go for what you want or make a necessary change in your life to be better, to be healthier, happier, more fulfilled, it's going to feel pretty crappy. Now, there's a lot of mystery and fear surrounding hypnosis, thanks to Hollywood mostly. But there is no need for it. Absolutely no need. Hypnosis is not the same as just like hypnotherapy, especially. It's not the same as just getting on stage for a show or what a lot of people are going to show you in the movies to sell tickets, to scare you, to give that thriller effect, whatever. When we're using hypnosis, especially in a therapeutic sense, we are doing something much different. Hypnosis is not mind control, nor is the hypnotized person under anyone's spell or power. They, you, are simply tapping into your own power with the help of a skilled guide or, as I see it, artist. Hypnosis and hypnotherapy are art forms, much more art forms than they are a science. Question, have you ever tried to change a behavioral pattern or become more self-motivated with sheer willpower only to find that your subconscious mind resists your efforts that inner resistance or the fact that the subconscious mind is that powerful is the reason we need hypnotherapy in the first place because i mean how powerful do you feel in that instance where no matter how much you try, you might be able to make yourself do something for a small bit of time, but then it never lasts. And you're always sabotaging yourself, so it seems. You don't feel like you're on your own team, much less somebody else doesn't feel good. The acceptance of any new pattern in your life, any new habit, it requires subconscious cooperation. Just like any healthy relationship, requires the cooperation and the desire for that relationship from both parties. One person can try to chip in and be as positive as possible. It only takes one person to sabotage a relationship. You can't do the work for both people. Same goes for your subconscious and your conscious mind. They need to be in cahoots. So for anything, any positive change to stick, you need subconscious cooperation. Otherwise, your conscious intention, your logic, will be undermined by your subconscious learned belief in your own failure in that particular arena of your life, no matter how hard you try to convince yourself otherwise. Whenever your conscious and subconscious are in conflict, your subconscious is going to win. Another way of putting this is whenever your logical mind, which is your conscious mind, and your illogical mind, which is your imagination, are fighting, are in conflict, your imagination is going to win. And since you have been an adult, how often do you really 
put faith and trust into your imagination. How often do you tend to act on the possibility of what could be versus what your logical naysaying conscious mind is telling you? People usually try to change their habits through willpower and self-discipline alone, right? And this is why they often fail, at least in creating long-term changes. Because while you might tell yourself you want one thing, you will still imagine yourself doing what you subconsciously really want to do and have trained yourself to do up to that point, no matter how damaging it might be to you. This is key to understanding, okay? This point is so critical, so, so important. So I'm gonna say it again. This is important to understand when it comes to getting over any obstacle in your life, taking control over your own mind, manifesting your destiny. So I'm gonna need you to listen, <laughs> okay? Listen up. The reason you struggle to make changes that you know you need to make is that Though you might be telling yourself one thing on a logical level, you are continuing to long for and imagine yourself doing the exact opposite or acting on those subconscious desires. So to put this into a real life example, a woman wanting to get over their ex or their toxic, you know, lover, their situationship, partner, whatever's going on here. They want to get over someone and they might continue to tell themselves logically how bad this person is for them, that they are over them, they're done with them, the relationship is dead, they can never forgive them for how badly they've hurt them. However, this same woman or man will continue to imagine herself or himself with that ex-partner fantasizing about him in many ways it could be good or bad it could be what are they doing now they're probably already with somebody else they they you know they can never just be by themselves or it can be fantasizing about the first date first time you told each other you loved one another when you got a new puppy how good the sex was Comparing them to the person you got with after. No matter what the content is, you're replaying the tapes of how this went down, how they might have broken your heart in great detail. And all of these thoughts will spark powerful feelings and emotions within you, keeping you stuck in torment, torturing yourself, often prompting you to reach back out to this person to potentially experience that heartbreak all over again by restarting the relationship or re-engaging with them sexually, knowing that it isn't good for you, just because your imagination can't let it go, would not turn off those old tapes. Same goes for the smoker or the drinker who wants to quit. He might tell himself he's gonna quit this time, he's serious, yet he will continue to imagine the taste or smell of cigarettes or alcohol. A woman wanting to lose weight 
might tell herself, okay, she's really going to do it this time. She's going to go to the gym three times a week. She's going to eat better, eat cleaner, use these really generic terms, but will continue to fantasize about junk food, candy, chips, ice cream, fried foods, unhealthy stuff that she craves. Fantasizing about it, as in when you think about it while you're sitting on the couch watching TV, are you craving a salad, an apple, or are you wanting to get up and get some ice cream or chocolate? Okay. These are things also, everything that we're mentioning right now are things, whether it's a person or the alcohol or the cigarette or the food, all these items and people you have grown an emotional attachment to. It's important to understand that. So it's difficult. And then you might wonder why it's so easy to backslide. Well, that it's, that's why, because you're replaying those tapes and that emotional attachment has not been broken. What the imagination does is it wins. And now this can be a good thing for you or a bad thing. Imagination tends to win over logic. And this is another reason why people who have tried traditional counseling or therapy without seeing results they were seeking often get results with hypnosis because hypnosis is not about logic. It's not about working with the logic, the logical mind or the conscious mind, you know, while we're sitting there engaging, we're talking. That's working with the logical or conscious mind, the monkey mind that's going all over the place. And that's why a lot of times counseling and traditional therapy do feel as though they're all over the place because that's what we're doing. Engaging with that conscious mind that bounces from one problem to the next, tries to connect the dots, tries to connect dots from way back when you're five years old to now and make those things all mean something and connect in a certain way. Hmm. That doesn't sound very productive when it comes to your healing today, right? Now, I'm not downing counseling or therapy. All of these modalities have their place. But since the imagination tends to win over logic, Hypnotherapists focus more on motivating change at the subconscious level so these changes can stick. So they can happen and then they can stick. Logic works with the conscious mind, like we just said. So it doesn't do the, the same thing. It doesn't have the same impact. Logic works with the conscious mind. Imagination is the language of the subconscious mind. Hypnosis uses the power of your imagination and the power of consistency to help your subconscious mind who, like I said earlier, acts like the rebellious child who only cares about getting their way because it's what they have been used to, what they've been telling themselves that they want all this time, not necessarily because it's the most healthful or helpful thing for them. Hypnosis uses the power of imagination to get that subconscious mind and that rebellious little kid to buy in to a new possibility, to the very possibility of your true desires, that something else might exist outside of this thing that you've been telling yourself, believing you want for all this time. Hypnosis enhances the imagination of stubborn, scared grown-ups and kids. Kids, kids use hypnosis too. 
and helps them to stop replaying those old tapes that at this point they are worn out y'all they're not only unproductive but they're actually keeping you re-manifesting and re-experiencing what you do not want basically rehashing your past in your everyday life a good hypnotherapist will help you replace your old worn out tapes with fresh new exciting ones that lead to positive emotions harmony with the conscious mind and desired results hypnotherapy does not feel clinical because it's not it's much more of an art form like we said earlier than a science because again we're working with the imagination so we want to help it implement new content right and content is creative in nature not scientific even when we're talking about scientific things the creation of that content is creative in nature and we are helping you to create new content content that will help you win help the subconscious help you win and get the things you want not more of the things that you don't want as hypnotherapists my goal is to help you convince your subconscious mind that what you want is totally possible because it is it's totally doable because it is and when your subconscious believes it takes action okay boo it does not chill out rest you know think about it some more that's the conscious mind when your subconscious believes that something can work that something can be it takes action initiative so what happens in a hypnotherapy session exactly at least with me well with most hypnotherapists because we're going to speak broadly on this okay during the session we super concentrate the mind on one single idea at the exclusion of all other thoughts so the difference here is that like in a traditional setting with a traditional counselor or talk therapist you might they might ask you you know how you're feeling that day what's going on with you these days what's happened since we last spoke and then you guys have more of a broad conversation about where you are um, how you experienced your last week how you feel about that right the space that you're in now and that conversation might include so many other conversations within it so many little topics come up and you find yourself kind of bouncing all over the place and then before you know it the hour's over and you're not quite sure what you have accomplished not every therapist is like this some people are very are much more intentional they focus on one topic at a time they give you homework they talk about the homework when you come back in but i'm talking about on a massive level most are more towards a what i just described for you during a session with a hypnotherapist you're going to super concentrate and zoom in on one single area one focus one idea and exclude all other thoughts we relax the conscious mind and this is a little process to relax the conscious mind but we relax the conscious mind so that we can work directly with the subconscious mind we ain't trying to go back and forth with the conscious mind. We want to speak directly to the subconscious. This is the trance state. And we do this work, which entails me or the hypnotherapist delivering subconscious suggestions, suggestions to your subconscious. And then 
guiding you back out of trance after those suggestions have been administered. Now we won't get into the specific stages of the session right now, but it's important that you know the key ingredients needed to get the results you want here. And there are four key ingredients that you have to have to get the most powerful impact from this process. The first is belief. The second is imagination, which you do have. Some people just struggle to access their creative imagination than others, struggle more so than others. The third is conviction. And the fourth is expectation. First of all, you need to believe in what we're here to do, okay? If you're not gonna believe what we're even here to do, then why are you coming? Why are you giving any hypnotherapist your time, your money, your, this, this mm, why? What are we doing that for, <laughs> okay? You have to believe in why you're here and what we are here to do together as a team. In other words, you need to believe that you can be hypnotized. Now, don't worry. We can help you with that. I can help you with that. You must also be able to imagine your success and expect to be successful just like you did as a kid. And you need to hold on to that expectation so firmly. Ground yourself in that expectation so that it become, becomes a true conviction that your changes will be permanent and sustainable. Again, babe, your imagination is powerful. It is what you use to create to this day. The subconscious cannot tell the difference between what is real or what's quote unquote fake. That's why it's, it can be so easy for some people to cry and have all of these other feelings. It might not be sadness, you might not cry, but you experience something within the body, a sensation within the body during a really good movie, right? You can be moved to anger, to fear, to rage during a really good movie. And that's not necessarily real. There might be certain parts of that movie that feel real, that remind you of real events, but it's not real. So then why are we reacting in certain ways? It's because the subconscious and the conscious, they, the subconscious mind, sorry, does not care. It cannot tell the difference. You're experiencing something and you are re reacting or responding. At any point in time, you can change this dynamic of how you are going to react and respond. You can deem what's going on in your imagination, the tapes you have been playing on repeat just because you've gotten used to operating on autopilot. You can change these tapes to be something better. You can deem these tapes as no longer useful, no longer true, no longer adequate, no longer of value to you, no longer reflecting the person that you are today. I don't care if you were uh, the same person yesterday, you're different today. You can deem this as your new reality. You can change out those old worn out tapes to something that will serve and fulfill you. Your mission, your needs, your desires, your body, your vision etc whatever it is I promise you it really is that simple when you allow it to be we our brains our minds naturally try to complicate things 
because we're kind of geared towards drama and drama is entertaining and we like you know like the cat with the the ball of yarn it's like we like to play <laughs> our minds need something to fixate on to ruminate on that doesn't necessarily mean that everything that we are making difficult or more complicated in our minds are actually that complicated or difficult it can be simple especially when you're working with someone who's a skilled artist in this game which i mean I, you know, I'm, 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 i am okay <laughs> not to toot my own or anything but i mean i love what i do i pour my heart into it because i've experienced the effects I've seen the effects time and time again, and I believe in this. I help women and men put this tool into practice all the time and see rapid results. So if you're curious about hypnosis and hypnotherapy, but have been kind of worried or scared or kind of like, I don't know, I'm telling you, there's nothing to be afraid of. A hypnotist cannot make you do anything you don't want to do ever. So forget all that quack like a duck and bark like a dog stuff that's not going down <laughs> that's not happening unless that's what you want to do boo and I don't know why but I mean hey do you it's your world that's not gonna happen you no one can make you do it it's my point again we are simply skilled guided we're we're skilled guides and artists helping you tap into your power the power you already have over your own imagination to stop working against you and start working for you. Your imagination can be your greatest asset. And for the most successful people, their imaginations are their greatest assets. So if you're ready to try hypnotherapy and transform your life, I have some great deals and options going on right now as a part of a new service launch. Visit www.thegoddessnurturer.com and click on Work with Brit to check out my current offerings. That's where you're going to get the, the latest updates from me all the time when it comes to offerings, uh, retreats, group, like courses and classes and things like that. It's going to be on that page. So you're going to see everything from one time concentrated sessions that focus on a specific area that utilize your birth chart in addition to hypnotherapy and even an optional tarot or card pool for those who are into that. I know a lot of my audience is into tarot and, and um, cards and astrology. So I also find those things, human design too, to be amazing tools at helping you own your power and your greatest strengths and assets and stop focusing on weaknesses and using what you naturally have to get you the results that you want. So that's why I incorporate that into those sessions. You're also going to see offerings for um, packages and these are hypnotherapeutic coaching packages, by the way, that work more like a traditional counseling relationship, except for Again, we're gonna be super targeted and highly intentional and focused in what we are here to do. So they're not gonna be as long as they need to be before you're able to transition into something else so we can work on something else, okay? My work is very feminine and nurturing in nature. That's just me, it's who I am. I'm a mama. I've always, always kind of been like a mama, big sis type person. That's what I hear a lot from my people 
and that's what usually makes people more comfortable with me so that's what you get when you work with me it's not clinical it's not dogmatic and i feel like this is appreciated and needed amongst my people my squad my booze so again visit thegoddessnurturer.com and click on work with brit to book your session each session comes with a complimentary console anyway, where we're going to go over what it is that you need. And I'm going to get all the information from you to give you your best experience possible and to help you get your best experience possible. So let's let's go. Let's unlock the type of mental and emotional power you need to feel your best and manifest your destiny. It's time. It's been time. All right. That, that's my soapbox for the day. <laughs> Until next time, my love, be good to you and drop the top on these bitches. <laughs> that's a new one, right? <laughs> it's, I got to credit my husband. It's his, um, his like new saying. He keeps saying it around the house and so it's stuck in my head. He he's basically like was hyping up my daughter for her first day of ninth grade. And um, yeah, so long story short, uh, we had like temporary this, this, this drop top beam or whatever it might I don't know if it's temporary or not but whatever drop top he was like he wants a drop top he wanted to have a drop top before the end of the summer and so that's where the whole concept comes from but really it's at the core the message is when you drop the top on these bitches or bitches sorry for anyone that doesn't like cursing you know I don't curse a lot but when you drop the top on these people on these folks you step up into your shine you stop hiding and you just shine your magnificent light. That's all it means. Drop the top on these bitches. All right. Not calling y'all bitches, but anybody who's doubting you. Anybody that makes you feel as though you are not who you know you are. Yeah. Drop the top on them. And until next time, my love, take care of you. Be good to you. Love up on you. And we'll talk again soon. Bye.